Start with Griff's favorite intro. All right, everybody, we're back. I know back, Griff back, loves back. that. He loves it. We're back this week. Jason is out uh, because he needs time with his wife, which is important. Jason, thanks for spending some time with your wife. We're going to get one more listener this week because of you. Uh, but we're also going to lose a listener. Well, unless TJ still listens. TJ Cheney's joining us, guys. I'm excited about this, TJ. I'm excited. New new league mate on the podcast. This is great. I mean... Welcome, TJ. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I know who my favorite TJ is now. Uh, so, deal with it, Braun. I don't even I've no, I don't even know what he sounds like. He, Are you an Ohio State fan? I don't like college football. Okay, because I'm going to say we both hate Ohio State, so... Are you a Michigan guy? No, I'm just oh. anti-Ohio State. Oh, okay. This feels like Mainly they're... because of their fans. Their fans are just like... Their fans are the equivalent of like UK basketball. Oh. That cut deep, TJ. Sorry, that I was just going to say, <laughs> I think UK football or UK basketball is a little, little bit more tactful. But I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't pay enough attention to either of those things to care. Because uh, all I care about is fantasy football. <laughs> That and the Colts. I, I should also include that. I do care a lot about the Colts. It's kind of a problem. And they don't really have fans, so they're not obnoxious, right? Yeah, we don't really have many fans. It's pretty much just me, Kim, and Isaac. Uh, <laughs> games are great, though. Games are great. Uh, they were Peyton Manning fans, but not really Colts fans. Yeah, really just Peyton Manning fans. Which, by the way, if you guys haven't seen this yet, gosh, look it up. Everybody in the league... Just pause the podcast if you're listening and go look up Eli Manning giving the bird oh. on live Monday Night Football. The double birds. <laughs> I was I was dying. It's like, what in his mind thinks that they can just blur out him giving the finger on the spot? Like, it's a live broadcast of a game that's currently happening. It's not like it's pre-recorded, Eli. Oh, my God. What's great about that whole segment, it's brilliant. Like, those two have incredible football minds they know what's going on oh yeah and then like they're low-key funny but peyton's mm-hmm. probably actually funny yeah but you like they're it, it's it's really good oh yeah and i love at it. this point they just don't care oh yeah they don't care so that's that's what was going through eli's mind like oh yeah i made a quarter billion dollars in my career yeah if this thing on tv doesn't work out <laughs> i'll be fine oh, yeah <laughs> my family's very well paid for all of our stuff well, let's not just talk about Only Life. I know what you guys are here for. You guys are here to find out who is in the hindsight segment. Let's jump into that. we got a couple things to cover this week. Uh, Tynan sent out some more rocket math stuff, so we're absolutely going to talk about that. Uh, talk about some uh, where are they now is what I'm going to call it. Okay. Uh, some of those teams that kind of thought they were in it or out of it in the beginning of the year. Corey, heads up, it's you. Uh, <laughs> and kind of what they should be thinking or kind of, I don't know, maybe just us speaking for them. Uh, really only a couple teams on that though uh, and of course weekly matchups where we talk trash about your team or sing praises of your team but let's jump into the most important thing hindsight is 2020 i'm really excited about this week's uh because <laughs> griffin last week had to make a move for quarterback he went so out he thought. so yeah so he thought uh he went out he picked up three quarterbacks off of the waivers uh that were all trash um I don't even remember who they all were. I think it was Davis Mills, Brissett, and some other jabroni. It was Taylor Heineke's backup, uh, whoever that guy is. Uh, So it was the third-string quarterback. And then he went and traded for Jared Goff, gave up a third for him, which I know killed him. Like, Griff is so anti-quarterback, it crushed his spirits. 
Well, Griff, hindsight's 2020, bud, because Jared Goff scored 9.08 points. That's not even double digits. Not even double digits. <laughs> the guy that you traded for is the reason you lost because Jacoby the Beef Brisket scored 20.3, would have given you the win. Gosh, that one is hilarious. That might be my favorite hindsight of the season, hands down. See, I don't like that one because it came at my expense. I'm trying to lose here. Right. And Griff goes and, like, sabotages himself <laughs> to let me win. And I, I don't I don't appreciate that. Bold play, Griff. Does he have your first or something? Like, what, what's the strategy there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I almost sat in Devontae. Griff's defense. Yeah, in Griff's defense, Dolph should have been trailing, which means he should have been passing most of the game. I know. Put up numbers. But... But not in his defense. <laughs> Detroit sucks. So Detroit does suck. I don't know what's happening there. TJ Hawkinson is like the only player that they have to catch the ball. Jamal Williams has surprisingly been okay, but well, frankly, part of the problem is Hawkinson scored like two points as well. Yeah, he had a so bad that, that week. Just, they shut him down. Yeah, that one was a funny one. We also got an actual serious one. This one, so there, there was a pretty Britain petition for this one to be in. I wanted to keep just grips, no, but... I wanted double hindsight. Yeah, we're doing a double hindsight this week. Nephli, I didn't want to do this to you. This was Britain's choice. It was... It was Ty's choice. Ty's like, we gotta do it. I want to rub it in his face. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Not mine. Not my choice. That's what I heard too, TJ. But that was before the podcast, guys. Now I'm a good. Uh, now I'm a good person. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> sorry, we don't talk about off the air stuff. Yeah, off the air, I'm a different human. Uh, Nephli, man, played Robbie Anderson 1.3 points. What a dud week from Robbie Anderson over Emmanuel Sanders, who went off this week, scoring 23.9 points. Would have given him the win. That one's brutal. Like that one actually hurts. I don't even know what to say, except I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> Just where I'm at. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Uh, the good thing is, the funny thing is, that that lineup change has been amended for week four. So Does he have Sanders in now? Yeah, he's, he's, yes. well, he's well aware of his, his folly, but we have to we have to talk trash because that's just, oh, that's just brutal. Yeah. And in an extremely meaningful matchup, you know. Yeah, we're talking that was a title big matchup. Staying mm-hmm. undefeated, all that stuff. Yep, and he he just was hoping and wishing for Robbie Anderson, but yeah. still has yet to to pay up. Yeah, oh, not Tom, that sucks. Not man. paid off. Yeah, speaking of undefeated, Corey still undefeated after week three. We're gonna get into this a little bit more later in our segment of where are they now. Um, but man, I, I I mean I don't want to I don't want to toot my own horn here, but. Somebody called Corey winning last week. It was this guy and Britton. Griff, you were wrong. Tynan didn't win. Sorry, Tynan. Thanks for the math. Uh, but, man, I could not believe Corey actually won. That was awesome. I loved seeing that one unfold because I know Corey's just dying inside because of it. Uh, and it's just funny. It's funny to see all that happen. Uh, but, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And after the matchups, uh, let's jump into Ty's rocket math. Um, which is what I'm going to continue to call it because I still don't fully understand it. So Tynan sent this out for the second week in a row. Uh, he's working on some other really cool stuff too. I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil it, but I think it's actually going to be really cool uh, once he gets it done. That's all I'm going to say. That's the tease for it. But 
uh, yeah, Tynan's always got numbers running through his brain in some miraculous way. He sends this out, and I was like, dude, you gotta just kind of explain this to me. I know Jason explained it last week, but I still just don't fully understand it. So the dots are your weekly scores. Uh, so that's why you'll see three dots for this week. The red box is kind of your, it's your most likely outcome. So kind of symbolizes the low variance, like a smaller box. It means you have a smaller variance of having these wildly outrageous scores. Um, so kind of like the bottom of your red box is most likely to be your lowest score. So for the teams like, uh, let's see, uh, Netflix. Nefley had one really bad week. Griff had one really bad week. That doesn't mean his bottom dot is his worst weekly score potential. His realistic lowest score, it sounds bad when you say it out loud, is right around 88, uh, Griff. That's pretty bad. But his highest potential score is right around 111. Uh, so that's like kind of a weekly basis. I do think it was neat. Titan pointed out that there are three teams that do not have a one-sided uh what'd you call it tj a chain or a box i don't a box and whisker chart whisker that's what it is a whisker that's i think that tynan might have used that word or something else a whisker on one end so like my team doesn't have a low whisker as well as uh tj bronze team does not have a low whisker and matri's team does not have a high whisker so at, at this point like basically that means is myself and Braun have kind of hit our lowest potential. Like our bottom line is our bottom line. That's where it is. And our top line is substantially higher, obviously. Um, but, and for Matri, it's kind of the opposite where he's got this bottom tier where his team can almost kind of crap the bed and his top line's pretty consistent right around that 135, 36 mark. Um, so for me, I, yeah, I think that like, I love seeing that personally. Because it makes me feel good about my team. What do you guys think about yours, though? Like looking at so Cheney, yours is ridiculously big. It is. I, I think it's slightly skewed because of that uh, ninety-six point week. But um, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I, I, I like obviously I like my team. I mean, I'm not just at this point. I don't think I'm like blindly hoping. I don't think I'm gonna win, but I, I think I'll be top four. Mm. And. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I think I can beat most teams. Most teams out there. Sorry, guys. I mean, your high week is the. I mean, to date at least, it's the second highest score. Three. I mean, we're three weeks in, and you have, of what is it, six games a week, eighteen games, or eighteen matchups. You have number two. Yeah. That's not bad. Britt, what do you think? Does this make you feel good or bad about your team? You know, I mean, I think it shows that that I have some some boom bust, but I mean, I I'm trying to rebuild, but I do have some some players that are pretty strong, and as long yep. you know, with Devontae Adams and you know a couple others that can can pop, I think you know that speaks to you're going to still have those high weeks. Yeah, so that speaks potential. to a little bit of uh, you know upward swing, and then same with that that really low swing down into the 70s. You know, I don't think I'll score there every time. I think it, I expect to be in the 90s. Mm. But that shows that I'm so reliant on one or two people that if they don't show up, and they obviously Devonte Adams did not in week one with that big Green Bay debacle. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't look at it in terms of high and low score. I 
I view this, and, and Tynan referenced it when he was talking about, you know, talking about Corey's potential rebuild. That you should mm-hmm. you should use this sheet to. This gives an <clears throat> accurate depiction, at least at this point, of who should be thinking themselves as pretenders or contenders or, or anything of that note. Um, yeah. You Somebody know, like a JG, or potentially a Griff. Like we know, bronze in that rebuild mindset as well. Like maybe those guys' attitude changes a little bit. Well, it, it should for for Griff. Obviously, we'd all. I mean, I think almost everybody saw him as a bottom four team, mm. and with his four quote unquote stud running backs, I think he would have disagreed. But the state of his quarterback and receivers led us to believe that even a, a, a huge week was not going to be sustainable. And I think that's what this chart points out. So. Mm. Yeah, so this should tell you. I think you could look at this and be like, you know, I'm in the, I'd say the bottom four. That that's what I would think. But it should, you know, tell people that yeah, someone like yeah, Griffin should view himself as a, not a team that's contending right now. And to TJ's point about his own team, he pops to me as a team that, you know, maybe has a chance more, especially yeah. more so than I thought. So that's why I think this is great. Yeah. This chart, and again, I don't know how Tynan did it. it. Was probably pretty easy. He would say it was a few numbers on Excel. He literally he texted me and said, "I'll and... throw something together." And thirty seconds later, he sent this. Yes, exactly. It was like that was really fast. But to but to see it visually, I think is super helpful, and that would be my yeah. my word for those in this league, especially if you're new. Is yeah, use use this. This is numbers. This is this is real data. It's data and science. It should help provide some guidance for you to either confirm or deny or deny but just oh this is what i really am yeah so that no i I think it's i think it's great i don't really care what it shows me because i'm trying to rebuild so (laughs) i'm not looking at it from that vantage point but Mm -hmm. it should if somebody was on the bubble like oh i can i really have a chance the more this goes on if the numbers keep skewing low you should be able to look at this and be like oh no i i don't have a chance yeah so i hope they use it wisely which brings up an interesting topic. Is this helping Tynan ultimately? Is this an ultimate end game for Tynan to try to get some of these teams to sell and get their players? Like, is Ty yes. freaking chess playing chess with us right now? And we're all playing checkers by showing us this data? Yeah, and he's manipulating the red boxes based on the- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's it. That's it. You're busted, Tynan. Everybody knows it. And as much as I know that Tynan as a great man of character would wouldn't actually change the the box size, but I think just putting this out there, I absolutely think to your question. Yeah, I mean, even if it wasn't it an something. overt plan, huh? like it certainly is going to do that. So it yep. might be overt now, but but no, I. I I guess a lot of us. I mean, he told me he was he was doing this last year too, and I oh, made, yeah. I made that especially the big trade thinking I could compete last year because I was a playoff contender. But mm-hmm. you know, afterwards he's like, if you just looked at my chart, you would have seen you that you seen actually didn't you have a chance. Yep. Like my record might have said one thing, but the chart showed something different. Mm. And I think that's that's probably the better thing to look at is, yeah, don't don't fall in love with your record, don't fall victim of. Oh, I'm you know I'm two and one, three and zero. Oh, I have a chance. Like, no, look at this. This is your actual scoring output. Yeah. Now maybe you make terrible you know start sits like Griffin and Nephly, but on the on what you've actually played, this this gives you the real 
mm-hmm. real information. So I, I think it's great. And sure, Tiny could absolutely be using that to make sure those of us, probably Griffin, Tiny's like, yeah, I'll take one of those running backs. And <laughs> Griff thinks he's contending. Well, hopefully uh, now Griff knows he shouldn't think he's contending. I don't think he should. We'll get into that, though. We'll get into that. Let's well, not, let's well played, Tiny. Yeah, if, I mean, if that is it, very well played. Uh, all right, let's jump into matchups. Uh, first matchup, because he's on the show, we're going to jump into TJ's matchup. Uh, so TJ and Corey, so Team Vincent CM. Still haven't changed that team name, Corey. That's really just just personally hurtful. You're not allowed on the podcast until you change your team name. Ooh. There it is. You want to be on, change your dang team name. Um, You're going to keep getting 10-minute notices. I'm going to give you a five-minute warning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want you on the podcast. I think you'd be great. Uh, Versus TJ Cheney, the Flint Tropics. I'll go first on this one. Um, I I I like this matchup a lot. I mean, obviously we know, we all know Corey's undefeated right now, um, so that's a big deal. TJ is doing his best to contend. He's got a good record at two and one. Obviously, we're three weeks in, so that's not saying the world of it. Um, but man, this week I really actually like Corey's team. Um, he's got good matchups across the board. Waddle had a huge week last week. I, I think it was what? Uh, let's see. 11 points with 13 targets. He got 11 points on zero touchdowns. He didn't even have a ton of yards. He had 58 yards. So I, I love seeing that. That that to me says like Brissett, Waddle is his safety net. Between Waddle and Gasicki, I think Gasicki had like 13 targets too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that that. That's a good vote of confidence for Waddle. Um, the biggest reason, though, for me is the other side of the board, looking at TJ's roster. Sterling Shepard, uh, questionable right now. Conklin, questionable. Those make me nervous. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's got Cup. Cup is a freaking Konami code this year. That dude is a monster. Um, Mike Evans, though, going up against New England. If Bill Belichick's known for anything, it's freaking revenge. And I think he's just going to destroy Tom Brady this week. I really do. It, it is going to be so much fun to watch the Bucks play the Patriots and see who the better, like, was it the coach, was it the player narrative. I mean, we all know it's the player, obviously. Tom Brady the, went the and The touchdown the Super Bowl. doesn't prove that for you? Yeah. The, the Super Bowl doesn't yeah. prove that? I it, mean, already, it already does. But Belichick's out for revenge. Um, honestly, the only way that that could shift for me, though, and go in a vote of confidence for TJ would be Deontay Johnson playing. Uh, if he were to play, that does change it. I know Green Bay is a bad matchup, but that game, yes, Big Ben tripped over air this past week. Uh, doesn't matter. They're going to need to score, and Big Ben loves throwing the ball to Deontay Johnson. So that for me is like, TJ, I'll be honest, I think you need that. Like, it I, needs I, I, to be Deontay. Yeah, I'm, I'm slim on, on wide receiver depth. I'm trying to make some moves. I tried to get Emmanuel Sanders, but now oh, that, that's going to be hard now. Yep. And Hines going up against Miami. Hines has been good. Like, Naeem Hines is 21 overall, which is not bad. But, I mean, last week, 16.4 points. He had, like, I think six total targets. Um, no touchdowns on those 16 points. So that's – or no, sorry, one running touchdown. I forgot about that. Um, so I know Corey was talking about this week how, like, he has two – flex running backs I don't know if you do Corey I'm gonna say it I don't know if you do so my vote's Corey I'm going Corey on this week I'm, I want him to go 4-0 still undefeated TJ who you got I mean you can't bet against yourself 
though, so I'm obviously going. You can. I'm going uh, Jackie Moon and the Flint Trappers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Britt, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking. I'm also going Team Corey. Oh man! But you know, we talked a little <clears throat> bit pre-recording, and you know, the fact that I have TJ's first, mm. like I'm rooting for TJ to to have a worse record, so that pick it pays out higher. Well, Britt, we're talking about the matchup, not your personal biases. Come on, come on! You're kidding me, right? Just, <laughs> Everything is personal. I say biases. us picking these matchups is not personal bias. Good lord. Um, <laughs> But no, I just something something incredible is happening with Corey's team right now. Like, is it a house of cards? Probably, but Cousins is QB six, Edmonds is like RB sixteen, Hines twenty one, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Cooks, like Renfro had a great week last week too. Every everything he's putting in this is working. Like Yeah. And I so don't understand it. But I, it's working. I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna go against it. Until it actually happens, Man. so I—I I mean, I think I just like some of the matchups. I don't love the the James Robinson, Javante Williams thing that mm-hmm. that TJ has. Javante was good last week, though. I mean, he wasn't great. He got his first touchdown, had eleven points, well, twelve. If we're generous, but you want to see that? I mean, third game, yeah. he's a rookie. But he was still outscored by Naheem Hines. Like, yes, he was. So, you know, when you look at, you know, Corey's right. You know, he's like, I don't think I can go this whole year on those two running backs. Like, that's absolutely is, fact. Yeah. But, like, they're outperforming what TJ has. Yeah. And so it's doing just enough. And some of these matchups, that's all you need. Yep. And as I look at them, it's, I just hey, don't see a reason I, to go against them. Go ahead, TJ. Hey, Brayton, can I correct you? Uh, Please. <laughs> James Robinson put up 22 points last week. Compared yeah. to Edmonds, 11, and Naheem Hines, like, 16 and a half. I, I was just looking Robinson at, did have a good week. through week three, he has 16 and 21, and you have 17 and, and like, yeah. 24. So, yeah, so I was just talking about I see. season I ranks overall. to this point. Yep. point yes. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're, you're good. Um, but it could speak to the fact that, yeah, there's different trends coming. So I, I get that. That's that's completely, completely you know, reasonable. And hot take, oh. James Robinson rushes for 120 yards with at least a touchdown against your Bengals. Oh, okay. yes, I love it. Can we water bet that, Can TJ? we water bet that? That's water a bet it. Done. Yes. All right, so hang on. Let me make sure I got this right. 120 yards and Man. a touchdown. I love it. Yeah, you didn't say flaming hot take, TJ. That is, <laughs> that is a good take. Man, I kind of hope that one comes through. And that's tomorrow. So what? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna know tomorrow. Man, that's a good one. I'm excited to see that one play out. Now I'm actually excited to watch the Bengals that's, game for yeah, the first time all year. Thunder, TJ. That, uh, was, that, was, that was smooth. <laughs> all right, let's jump into the next matchup. Uh, we're gonna pivot a little bit. We were gonna jump into mine. I don't want to do that just yet. I want to jump into Griffin's team. Uh, so Griff versus TJ Braun. Uh, the team names. Gosh, why can't I find them? There they are. So Michael Burry versus the Michigan TJs. It looks like Griff has made the pivot, and he's starting Brissett now. Um, and now he's just going to chase that back and forth. Which right? is going to be the worst. <laughs> Goff is going to have a fantastic week this week, and he's going to die inside again. 
It's going to be so sad. I can't wait to see it unfold. Oh, man. Who are you guys thinking on this one? Who wants to go first? I went first on the last one. Britt, what do you, you want to you wanna jump in first on this one? Uh, yeah, I'll go. It's, uh, it's interesting. Neither of them really has a bench option. So I think kind of what you see is, is the best you can do, mm. except for TJ with Antonio Brown. But I think I saw that his COVID quarantine's out, so AJ yep. Brown is certainly a possibility for TJ. Um, but if Gordon's out, he's he's hurting unless Mitchell's back. I'm still gonna go. I'm gonna go with Griffin on this. Um, mm. And again, I'm, I'm I'm sure TJ is thankful for that because <laughs> again, he's trying to lose. I, I get that. Yeah. And it's just look. I mean. Those running backs that that Tyler has are just it's it's in, good. it's incredible what they could yeah. do and Swift is looking good, Barkley's looking back, Gibson's against the Falcons so hopefully that's a, a you know get yep. your season on track Should kind of be week. a high scoring game and some of those receivers are doing just enough. Marquise Brown is probably going to be cannibalized now by Bateman actually making his return so that that could cap mm. his upside but you know TJ really only has two guys with true upside with. Moore and Samuel, those guys have shown the ability to score 20 points pretty easily. He's got some good floor guys with Beasley, but yeah, he's not trying to win, and some of his names just kind of make you chuckle that he's forced to start them right now. Mm. So, Like A.J. Dillon. That's, that's one that came to mind. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to give you a hot take here. Alright? Oh boy. I'm calling Braun this week. Wow. And It's for this reason. He's going to put Ramondre Stevenson in. James White's going to be out. Ramondre Stevenson is going to go in. Ramondre Stevenson is going to, for some reason, have a big game. Uh, like, A.J. Dillon has literally scored three points three weeks in a row. The guy's trash, Braun. Get him out of the lineup. Let's go wild card. Go big or go home. Make it happen. On top of that, like, you look at Griff's roster, and his matchups aren't great. Like, Saquon is currently questionable, as well as Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. Um, on top of that, yes, Taylor gets to play Miami. That's a beautiful matchup. You want that. If if he plays, he's going to bounce back. He's going to have. I think he's going to have a big week. But Swift going up against Chicago, don't love that, especially after how bad golf was last week. The Lions as a whole were bad. Um, and then Barkley going up against the Saints. Like, if if we're going to say that Griff's team depends on the running backs, then his running backs need to be healthy. They need to be in good matchups. And this week he's got. Three with question marks and two of those with question marks are in bad matchups. So that's a rough beat, but I'm gonna go Braun. Braun gets his first win of the season, first win in the ADL. So, and I, I actually kind of like Braun's team. He's got good matchups. Debo going up against Seattle, love that. DJ Moore going up against Dallas, love that. Like, I, I think he's got multiple matchups that could be really high-scoring games. So that's my pick. I'm going Braun. I'll piggyback off Cheek. I, I, I'm going Braun this week. Wow. Um, so I think Brissett's going to return to his week two state. Less <laughs> than 10 points, which eliminates most of the margin that Griffin's projected. Mm. And I mean, yeah, same deal. DJ Moore can go off. Debo Samuel can go off. Yeah. I mean, Godert's been getting some targets. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm going Braun. I love it. I wow. love it. Okay. Mostly because I just want to see Griff chase the quarterback. 
because he hates oh. quarterbacks so dang much. Uh, <laughs> that dude sent me a second for Kyler. Kyler put up, like. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, Grip was just outed, but everybody knows that tactic. Yeah, every, everybody knows this move. So let's be real here. We all know what's happening. Uh, all right, let's jump in and do uh, next matchup. Let's do my matchup. Uh, that, that seems to make the most sense. Uh, pretty big one. Uh, so it's my matchup, Team Possum Pendulum versus Son of a Bit. All right, versus Matri, uh, Team OAS, which stands for Otis Ain't Shit. You must have... Just change this one, Chris. Yep. That's a good move. I'm going to appreciate the heck out of that. And for those that don't know, like TJ Brown and maybe Chaney. Oh, yeah. Otis is Tyler's given first name. Yeah, that's my first name. So, so that's a low blow, man. That's a low blow. <laughs> but I'm here for it. Love a good team name change, though. Yep. My, one of my favorite things in fantasy football is trash talk. And literally every day this week, Matri and I have talked trash to each other. Like, every year I can bank on that with Matri. Like, I know the weeks we play each other, it's literally going to be me him just me and him just back and forth. Like, your team sucks. Your players suck. On Sunday, it's going to be all day. Every time DK scores a touchdown, I'm going to send him a text of Tyler Lockett dropping the ball. Like, I don't know how I'm going to find that, but I'm going to find a highlight reel of Lockett dropping touchdown passes because I know it exists. Uh, so, that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. Uh, let's jump into this one though. I, 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 you know, I'll go first because I very confidently think I'm gonna win. Not only because it's my team, but because Chris is working on some injuries right now. Uh, Lockett and Hopkins, two of his best players, are both questionable. Uh, I think his best, like, kind of piece of hope or biggest play in this week's matchup is Joe Mixon on Thursday night going up against Jacksonville. That should be a freaking blowout. Jacksonville's so bad. Cincinnati's defense has been great, so they should run the crap out of the ball. But outside of that, like, Madre's matchups aren't great. Like, Vegas has looked good this year, and Eckler has got Vegas on Monday night, so that's kind of like his last last piece in the pie. Um, I've also got Mike Williams in that game. Mike Williams has been playing phenomenal high targets. Um, he's also got Michael Pittman in my gosh, I'm a Colts fan. It's rough to watch Wentz play football. Like, Pittman somehow managed to score 10 points last week, but gosh, it was bleak. Like, it just wasn't pretty. Um, other side of the ball for me, like, I, I just really like a lot of the matchups. I love Marvin Jones going up against Cincinnati for the same reason I talked about the Bengals blowing them out because Trevor Lawrence is going to have to throw. He's going to throw some picks, but he's also going to throw a lot of passes. Um, Derrick Henry getting the Jets. My gosh. That's going to be a blowout, and Derrick Henry's going to feast for the entire game. Montgomery going up against Detroit. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen up against Houston. So I got a lot of plus matchups. Um, biggest kind of downside matchup is Hawkinson going up against Chicago. But on the opposite side for Chris, he's got Tanyan, who hasn't really done a ton, a, a Tanyan, so far this year. So what? I just yeah, I did that. I mean, Tanyan's playing a really beat up Steelers team. That's true. That's true. There's some up, I think there's some upside in that matchup for, for Montre. Well, I, I would I would disagree, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, TJ, who you got? Who you got in this I, one? Sorry, Ty, but I'm, I'm going to go Montre on this. Oh, wow. my gosh. All right, and TJ's yeah, got to go, everybody. He's got some stuff going on. <laughs> on. Yeah, I think, like, I'm 
like you said, I think Nixon Nixon has a good night. And then where you don't like the the Raiders Eckler matchup, I love it. Really? They very washed up Steelers team, and uh-huh. they, I mean, they barely beat the Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett, who, if you look at his stat line, was garbage. Yeah. I mean, the only reason he put up 18 points, 20 points, whatever it was, was because it went into overtime. I mean, the dude was, if you watch that game, it was an ugly game to watch. Yeah. So you're squeaking by really, really bad teams. So I, I don't, I don't love the, I, I love that matchup for Eckler. That's what I'm trying to say. So oh. I think he'll feast. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he lose this week, bud. Sorry. <sighs> Man, that Otis, Otis ain't shit. Okay, okay, <laughs> TJ. <laughs> oh, the ammo that Montre just gave TJ. Damn huh? it. That's a uh, that was a good team name, Chris. It's a name that keeps on giving. Ah, uh, you son of a gun! It would only be better if he changed his picture to my like. I know he has it somewhere. If he changes his team picture to the freaking picture of me with a mullet when I was a kid, I will. Die in happiness. Oh, that will be the ultimate troll. Matri challenge is submitted. Find it, make it happen. Britton, who are you picking this week? Um, I'm going with you, and not just because we're sitting here together, but I mean, yeah, the, the Allen matchup, those two running backs. I mean, yeah, TJ can talk about Chris's cool. matchups being juicy. Mm. Uh, yours might be juicier. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that washes out Cooper Jones. I mean, Robinson hopefully bounces back because he's been he's been underwhelming. But you've had we need a nickname for Mike Williams because good lord, dude has been going off. I mean, finally healthy. Maybe that's his nickname. (laughs) That's been all that's missing. But finally breaking out. I mean, it is funny that he's got Lockett, you've got DK. So I'm oh I love that. That's gonna be so much fun to watch that game. No, but I I think I think you win that fairly handily. Uh, Your team's just stronger, and Mm -hmm. that yeah. That's no offense, Chris. I just texted you that I loved your uh, nickname, you know, your team name troll, and I do. But I think I think Cheeks Cheeks teams is stronger. Mm. I like I like Britain's take a lot more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into the next one. Uh, so we're looking at Isaac versus Jason. So we got team. Gosh dang, my phone keeps going off here. There we go. Uh, team Gronk Nation, so a name change. Isaac uh, didn't want to go Gronkin with one hand anymore. Wanted to go a little bit simpler to Gronk Nation versus, of course, Jason at Education Nation. Britt, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Yeah. Who are you picking in this matchup? Um, I am picking... Or what are you thinking, I guess? I shouldn't I shouldn't make you make your pick right away. Let's, let's talk about the players. Yeah, I mean, my first inclination is to go with with Isaac because I thought I thought he had a better team mm-hmm. as currently constructed. Um, Zeke looks back. Jones is questionable. I don't know the full extent of that ankle. Maybe maybe he's fine. Um, but Ayuk looks like he's finding out of the doghouse. You know he's got a nice little you know matchup with Seattle. Seattle, but then even you know he's got Chuba Hubbard now yep. to be able to pop in as a nice flex. Mm-hmm. Now who knows what's going to happen there, but um, that you know that's not a bad deal right there. Um, and then you look at at Jason's and still, you know, riding Sermon. You know, Harris isn't going to catch 15 passes again and see 20 targets. You know, especially if Deontay Johnson's back. Yep. So that that would, that'll eat into that. Chase is going to be great. 
because he has been. T. Higgins is out He's again. Been so good. Ants against Jacksonville. Um, it. I might like some of Jason's players better, but I think there's just there's better depth spread out mm. with Isaac's team, and so I think that's that's what I'm going to go with today. I do think it's going to be close, and I think they're projected within eight points of each other, and I would expect it to be tighter than that. So really? I can see this one being a, a contender for, for slimmest margin of the week, but which we don't actually follow or do yeah, anything with. But trying and work on it. But, oh. I, yeah, I think it's going to be close, <laughs> but I, th- I think it's going to be Isaac. Mm. I like that. I mean, I... I look at Isaac's team, and his matchups are rough. Like, Mahomes going up against Philly, who's... I mean, obviously Dallas just destroyed them, so maybe they're not as good as I thought they were. Um, but most of that was Zeke, in all fairness. Um, Zeke going up against Carolina, they've had a good defense this year. Aaron Jones going up against Pittsburgh, they've always had a good defense since all of time. And Isaac, as always, has the stack with Mahomes and Tyreek. Um, so if Mahomes has a bad game, Tyreek has a bad game. It's pretty rare for that to happen, but don't love it. Um, but man, the biggest point for me is like on Jason's side of the ball. I don't think AJ Brown plays this week. I just don't. Yeah. I think he's gonna miss yeah, at least a week that, or two, but... and that is really gonna hurt Jason. Like looking at his depth, at best he can move up CD Lamb or Rondale Moore. I don't like Rondale Moore a ton either, um, but. He gets a lot of passes. They're just short yardage, so that's just not my favorite. Um, so he can move, you know, CD Lamb up to wide receiver, and he can put in Tyson Williams. But I don't know. That just doesn't excite me. Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams had 2.3 points last week with only five attempts. Like I know, last week the Ravens were all through the air, and that's going to be. I know Jason right now is thinking they passed the ball more than they have all year or all last season last week. I know that. I hear you. But it makes me nervous. Um, and Denver's defense is good. Like, they've shut players down. They're not a crappy defense. So, I don't expect, you know, even Lamar throwing to dominate them. Um, I think that game is going to potentially be a lower scoring game for the Ravens. Um, so, for that, I, I go Isaac on it despite his matchups because Jason losing A.J. Brown and Isaac getting a chance to start Chuba Hubbard. Like, yeah, if Chuba has a big game, Isaac's team goes way up the board for me, way up. The funny thing about AJ Brown is I think he got hurt on like the first mm-hmm. first series of the game yesterday or this past yeah. week, and he only scored five less points than the week before. Gosh, so it just speaks to how just how rough his season has yeah. been anyway. But uh, his talent's immense, but yeah. he's just vastly underperformed this year. So. He may not actually be missing much. Yeah, he, he <laughs> might AJ not. Brown. Who knows? It might be better for him to play Tyson. <laughs> so I have a slightly different take on what I would do if I was uh, Jason. I think I'd play Brian Edwards and, instead of. Ooh. And and the reason being is I I think that Raiders Charger game is is going to be high scoring. Dude, yeah. you're all about that game. You love that game. Do I? I mean, I would love the Chargers to pull out the win. But I'm I'm more about the uh, the Bronco Ravens game. Go Denver. Yeah, but I think Big he's Denver. right. I agree. I I think I would play Edwards over. I could see that over Rondale Moore. Yeah. But if obviously if AJ Brown is hurt, that that yeah that changes that puts well, a few no, extra. I was, I was referring to put 
Edwards and four Brown. Move just a swap between AJ Brown and Edwards. Okay. And he's gonna get. I, I think. I think he'll get him ten to twelve points, comparable to what AJ Brown's projecting, and not really miss out on AJ Brown all that much. Huh? I mean, Edwards has had two weeks with ten total points, no touchdowns on those points. Kind of a big yardage guy. Yeah. So. Just don't watch the games that he plays. Yeah. Brian Edwards, because that all comes in the fourth quarter. And because yeah. as, as TJ mentioned, two at least two of those matchups that they played, they've won two. You know, they've won all three, but they, two of them were comeback, oh, high yeah. flying, like kind of garbage. And that's when that's when Edwards really, mm. really sh- you know shined brightly. So just don't watch it. Hold your nose. Put him in. Someone's got to do it. Someone has to shine in garbage time. <laughs> that's right. Someone's got to do it. Edwards. I'd rather be Edwards than Rugs. Eat it, Chris. Uh, uh, so, Chaney, who are you picking here? Are you picking? Are you picking Jace? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good setup right there. I mean, sorry, Jason. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't love what I've seen out of Trey Sermon so far. Mm. Um, AJ Brown's out. I mean, yeah. Kittle's questionable. <clears throat> I mean, it's hard yeah, to say I'm too much about Sermon. Utilized in uh, the Arizona offense. Um, I just. Yeah, I'm going Isaac. Alright, alright. Good choice. Uh, sorry, Jason. Uh, that's what you get for not being here. Uh, alright, let's jump into the next matchup. I'm going to call this matchup the trash matchup of the week. Sorry, Britain. Yes. Uh, so we're going to jump into Britain's matchup. So team The Rebuild, or you just changed it, didn't you? For I some did. reason, it's not updated on here. It's trying to rebuild. Trying to rebuild. Um, was able to squeak off a win last week versus... Team just or JG's team, Justin Griffin. Uh, uh, Griff doesn't like me using full names. Injured, JG, injured uh, whose team name is now Injured Reserve, which is a freaking good team name. Like my gosh, I went back after he changed it and I looked at his IR and I just felt so sad for him. It's like, gosh, this guy, he is. I mean, because he he has players that he can't fit on his IR that are also injured. Yeah, I mean. The team is just wrecked. It's it's brutal, man. And I don't want to spend too much time on this matchup because I think it's so cut and dry. I think Britain's going to win this week. And Britain, I'm sorry, but it's just going to happen. Like, Yeah. I, I... JG's team is not great right now. They're, they're just struggling. And you've got some matchups. Devontae Adams is always going to have good weeks. Damian Harris, I think, is going to have a pretty good week this week. Um Chris Carson, great week last week. What did he? What did he have? Like he had a big game. Oh uh, yeah, fifteen points last week, which is not bad at all. Like he's RB ten right now, thirteen probably in half PPR. That's standard scoring ten. But yeah, I go Brit this week. I don't. I don't need to break it down too much. I think JG's team has just hit a rut, and uh, it's brutal. So, TJ, who you got? Yeah, uh, I'll also go Brit, but I'll preface it with. Hey, Britt, if you really want to win, you could always start a Matt and Garoppolo. Garoppolo? Yeah, if, if you really want to win. I, I can't tell if that's it's reverse so, yes. psychology. He, yes. he's, trying to tank. he's trying to tank, so I'm giving him advice on, on how to lose. But if I hype up the play in the podcast, then maybe it could be viewed as not tanking. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I but tried to help you. I, I know. I, I, I thank you for that, but I, I got to go with the, the the team that I think is going to score the most. The Donald Nada. And that's why I'm also thinking about how do I fit Jacoby Myers in because 
he's been he's, been, he's been pretty nice in, yeah. in half PPR. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull. Yeah, I appreciate that, TJ. But no uh, no gray area for me. It's always wanting to win, baby. It's what this league's about. So, are you picking yourself here, Britt? I'm assuming. Uh, begrudgingly, yes. <laughs> but I think when I do, I lose. So there's That's also true. a little yeah. bit of a little bit of stuff yeah. in that too. It's, it's the reverse psychology on yourself. So hot take, futuristically speaking, JG's only win on the season comes against me in week one. Mm. Oh man! So you're calling him losing the rest of the season? Whew, Justin. Feel free to send something in the group me about how you feel right now. Don't don't listen to the rest. Pause the podcast <laughs> and let's hear your raw emotions. All right, let's jump into what I would say is the biggest and best matchup of the week. It's Tynan. It's Nefli. We got team Threat Level Midnight at Nefli and Patience is a long triangle T. Tynan. Um, <laughs> this matchup's a huge one. I mean, currently projected a 0.14 difference like that's insane like rarely are projections that close and it shows in their players like looking through both lineups i don't see a single one where i'm like that guy's definitely better like i did say yeah lamar i don't think he's gonna have an outrageously great game but on the other side of the board nefley's got Tom Brady, who I don't think is going to have an outrageously great game. I already said it before. I think Belichick's going to do his best to shut Brady down to prove a point. I don't know if he's actually going to do it or not. The only way he can is to tear Brady's ACL. He's going to try to tear his ACL. That's that's for sure. Um, and then he's going to have Mac throw Mac Jones throw like five thousand yards in a single game somehow. Um, but yeah, I mean th- this matchup is just huge. I think the biggest question mark for me is Cook. I know he has a questionable tag right now, um, which hence the question mark. Uh, but he was back at practice today, so that's reassuring. I like seeing that. Um, Matchup-wise, like, they're both pretty even. Like I, mean, I know TJ loves the, the Vegas uh, Raiders and Chargers game. Um, so, obviously, Tynan has Keenan Allen there. So, TJ's going to love that. Uh, but Julio Jones, for me, is probably the biggest reason I go Nefley's route. Um, same thing with A.J. Brown. I don't know if Julio plays this week. Um, and without Julio playing, I don't see a lot of major upside. Like, Tynan's already starting, currently at least. This could change. He's already starting Cordero Patterson, who, don't get me wrong, has been great, and Darnell Mooney. That's a gross start. Darnell Mooney is vomit-worthy. Don't love that start at all. Justin Fields was so bad last week. It was infuriating because I have two Bears players. Um, So that's bias, but I don't care. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, honestly, I would rather start freaking Kyle Juszczyk over Darnell Mooney right now. Juszczyk had a phenomenal game last week for some weird reason. He was their RB2, that's why. I mean, it was a a fluke. If Mitchell's back... It was a weird week. Yeah, it... <coughs> no, yeah, Mo- the Mooney thing makes makes sense, and it looks like he was limited at practice again today. Yeah, and obviously he wouldn't be playing if T. Higgins wasn't out, and so obviously that hurts. Mm. That hurts tying in with T. Higgins not being available. Yep. But yeah, Patterson. Do you, I mean, you've seen his scores, right? He's the he's he's been great. Where, I just I, I have a hard time believing it. Is the thing. Well, there's most nothing. of his points coming past with pass catching. Um, from what I've seen, like rush rushing wise, he's ugly. 
but but he can catch a ball and with space can make a play. Yeah. I like that he's changed his uh, Cordero Patterson's nickname to RB1. That's pretty funny. Well, he is on their team, so scoring-wise. I mean, he, he really is. He might be the wide receiver one, too. I don't know what Ridley's nah. done so far. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he has had great weeks. He's coming off a 14-point week, week prior, 22-point week. So, I mean, the data's there. I just, I don't know. I just, it's hard to believe is what it is for me. So, I'm going Nephly, though. I, I do like Nephly's team a lot. Um, with Hunt and Chubb, even playing both those guys, like that matchup's going to be a big one. And I think this is of the matchups that you can play both of them. The Vikings is one of them. Like it's, yep. I think that'll be a high scoring, especially if Cook is back. That's actually in favor of John um, and Kamara getting the Giants. Gosh, like his big players got good matchups, and yeah, I just like I like to see that. So who you guys got? TJ, I'll let you go. It's it's tough to pick, but I I'm gonna go Nephilim. Ooh, going Nephilim as well. All right, all right. Britain, I'm going John also, and I and I don't I I don't think it's close. I don't. I mean, oh, I mean, the margin will be definitely more than point one four. Oh yeah. Like you look at his team. I mean. Tynan, you know, Edwards Hilaire, I mean, I know he had a good week last week, but I just, I don't believe in him at all. I, I don't, I just don't think he has the ammo mm. to keep up with John. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a 15 or 20 point actual total oh, final, man. you know, di- discrepancy. Um, you know, when you talk about revenge game, Brady wants to stick it to them so bad too. You talk about that's true. what Belichick wants to do. We know that that Brady is a proud and perhaps arrogant man, and I don't know what the I mean, record is. He threw is. the damn Super Bowl trophy from a boat. Yeah. He's pretty dang arrogant. I don't know what the you know what the records look like for yards and touchdowns in a game, mm. but if there's ever a game that Brady wants to go after that, it, could, it. it would be this yeah. game. And he has the weapons to do it. He does. And that's what's just insane. Especially Gronk wants to, too, right? They might try oh, to get yeah, Gronk true. touchdowns yeah. just to, to stick it to him. So, I mean, looking at narratives there, the running backs are, are, are sick. Sutton, you know, competition just keeps getting injured on his team. Yep. So, he'll get targets there. He's, you know, he's now playing – he's finally playing Sanders again, who would have won him last yep. week. So, um, he'll probably crap the bed this week. but He probably will. But it tends uh, to be how it goes. But that'll be what most of Tynan's roster does, so Nephilim can withstand <laughs> that. So I'm going Nephilim. Man, the roast on Tynan at the end. <laughs> Shots fired, Oh, Tynan. you got that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up the matchups. Uh, I do want to do one more segment, uh, and we kind of hinted at this before, before we close out. Uh, th- I'm going to title this Where Are They Now? So at the beginning of the year, we talked about teams that were – definitely contenders or wanting to contend and we had some league mates even say like i'm not trying to contend this year like britain like braun um like Corey, and some that were like no i'm in i'm winning this year not just i'm competing i'm winning this year um and based on titan science rocket math and just general records um I don't know if that's true for some of these teams. So let, let's first start with what I'm going to call the dying teams. Um, sorry, guys. It's just true. Uh, and it's a pair of Griffins. 
So JG <laughs> and Tyler, both of them have just had a rough run, and I mean, we kind of hinted at this before with JG. He's, I think he's purely had a rough run because of his IR situation. Like losing Cam, losing J.K. Dobbins was absolutely brutal, and like despite that, we still thought week one that he had a chance. Like we looked at his roster and we're like, whoa, if Woods is great, if Sanders is great. He can still compete. He'll probably finish middle of the packish, but he's there. The biggest thing for me is like Robert Woods, man. That guy, everything's going to cup. There is no Robert Woods cup combo, um, so it, it's definitely harder. I know TJ just texted me. He's going to sign off. TJ, give everybody a holler goodbye as you close out. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, See ya. absolutely. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, so for me, I think with JG's team, it's brutal because of his IR situation and the players that you know we were kind of hopeful for or he was hopeful for <laughs> just haven't panned out. Like, Miles Sanders has been mediocre at best. He had a 15-point week week one, but outside of that, like last week he had two attempts. They were down by like 30 points. He had two attempts, which means they were totally bailing on the run, and you'd think, like, oh, he can catch the ball. Yeah, he got four targets. That's because Gangmaw got them all. Yeah, like, it's just brutal right now for JG. So, I, I like, for me personally, I look at his team, I'm like, dude, you know what you got to do. You got to sell what you have. Not the injured pieces. Not Cam. Not Dobbins. Sell what you have right now and start prepping for the future. Because Cam and Dobbins can be your – those guys could come back and be two RB1s next year. Not Cam, ETN. I thought he had Cam, too. Who are you talking about? I thought JG had Cam as well. Or no, no, Jason traded for him. That's right, sorry. ETN, yes. Yeah, ETN I stand by what I said still. Those were his um, only injured stars, but that's that's two big guys you thought could be yep. you know, top 18 running backs. The, the problem is, and I, I, I don't disagree with your point in theory, but... Who is a tradable asset on his team? And that's the that's worst. Definitely where it gets that's tough. the most damning part. Mm-hmm. You know, Singletary was pointing upwards, and then Zach Moss, I think, yep. got more workload last week. Like, I'm not sure there could be a much worse situation to be in. It's pretty brutal when your things didn't pan out, and then you don't have anybody that anybody wants. Yeah. The hope is, I guess, if Henderson comes back, you know, because you know he mm-hmm. would be in that lineup, yep. but. Had just been hurt <clears throat> mm-hmm. and was performing well. Yeah. But, you know, if, if he's viewed as a one-year rental, what are you going to get out of him? But if somebody's, you know, contending right yeah, now and needs a running win back, this year. you could still get something. But, yeah, Griff, I'm – Justin, I'm I'm sorry that this situation sucks for this year. And at this point – It definitely does. Get assets however you can. And I, I think the move is, like, trading – Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Robert Woods. Those three specifically. Robert Woods mostly because he's older and well, just isn't doing I, I know the value's yes, low, yes, but trying to get some young piece and a third. Or, uh, like, for Woods, at least. Like, not necessarily, I'm not saying you, you're going to get, I don't know, um, a LaVisca or, gosh, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, later round first from this year's rookie drafts. Uh, Rashad Bateman. That's not a player you're going to get for Woods. You Get that out of your mind. But a guy, just because I know my team best, like a guy like Gabe Davis, who's like, for me, I'm not using him well. 
Robert Woods is better for me this year. Very, very likely Robert Woods will be better for me this year than Gabe Davis. I might not ever play Robert Woods. That'll be the problem. But the, like that's the type of player you want to get for. A player that is young, hasn't really proven it yet, and you're just hopeful that it pans out because your win window is not this year or next year. It's two to three years from now. And I think Jason's shown us that a ton in his team and how he's built it is building on wide receivers, like waiting for that year to get your strong running backs. And JG definitely has a chance next year if he can do that. And and to just to plug Tynan's, you know, voodoo, witchcraft, you know, <laughs> voodoo charts, rocket science. Everything we're saying bears, you know, bears yep. out in the data that Tynan showed us. So, yep. JG, do whatever you can. Lie, ste- steal, cheat. Whatever it takes. Get get assets for the future because this year is just it's not looking suck. good. It, it, it would take a miracle for him to get a win. And TJ Cheney's take probably isn't all that hot. Yeah. About JG not winning again this year. I hope that's not true. That's a, that's the worst season. You don't want that. I don't want that for him. <clears throat> all right, let's jump over to the other Griff. Uh, man. Griffin is in like the opposite boat where like he's not been riddled by injuries. It's just his big running backs haven't panned out. Like Saquon, Gibson, Taylor, Swift. I don't think Taylor even has a touchdown yet on the year. Um he does not. He does correct. not, yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean given those guys both did, I think I think Gibson and Saquon last week both got their first touchdown on the year. Um as well as Swift, but I mean that's just—it's just brutal. Like, yes, those guys are studs, but where he's deeply lacking is in the wide receiver room and at tight end. Like Jared Cook at tight end is not good. Like, yes, tight end isn't a position that matters nearly as much, but when you have high, high-value running backs like that. He could easily trade to somebody that could be giving up a 101 next year for players like Barkley, Gibson, Taylor, and Swift. Like, those four guys, to me, have such high value right now in Dynasty. Um, And, yeah, it sucks because I know Griff wants to win, and he's fighting to win, but his players just aren't showing up like he wanted to. And part of that, like, for Taylor at least, is the Colts just kind of suck right now. Wentz isn't very good. Uh, Quentin Nelson, their right guard, is probably going to be out for a while. So that's really bad news. Uh, Wentz is hobbled. He has two ankle sprains, which means he's not going to really make defenses think twice about play action. Like, if it's a handoff, it's a handoff. If it's a pass, it's a shotgun because he can't run as much. Um so, yeah, I think Griff's team, it, it, his I feel like, I wouldn't say more bad, but I, I do. Like, it's just, it's tough because I know he wants to win. Whereas JG, it's like he knows where he's at. It's just making that commitment. Um, and he's still got a bright future, I think. Whereas Griff, it's like, man, if he doesn't make this move, it's it's going to be exactly what Jason talked about. Is letting good players rot on your bench, um, which... I mean, heck, maybe CMC misses the entire season and that we look back and say this is a great trade by Griff. But just brutal. Just brutal because he thought he was going to win it. And Well, and, and he's in a tough spot. And that, 
And that's what I hate that he ended up beating me because, you know, or he he lost to me. If he beats me, he's 2-1. and one. You know, he's been having to wait on Barkley to round back into yeah. form. <clears throat> and Barkley might be. And that's why if you could, you know, have stolen that extra extra win and come into this matchup 2-1 and one and thinking about, okay, Barkley, maybe Barkley's back to a, you know, a top yeah. 10 running back. If Barkley were to come back, it would... Yeah, but, but if Barkley did what he did last now, week, every week, that. it's totally different. Now he's 1-2, and two, which mm-hmm. didn't, doesn't do him any favors, but Swift has actually been really strong so far. Yeah. And Gibson's been, you know, he's shown something, so, you know, maybe a little bit of reason to be hope, especially playing against Atlanta this week. Yeah. it's Yeah, Taylor's a little concerning, but at least for him it was a strategy, right? He wanted yep. to go with what he thought were four strong dynasty running back, running back ones. At the expense of receivers. It was at least calculated, yep. and, you know, it, it could work if, if they you know, weren't coming off injury, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact that it exposes you at, at, at wide receiver and at quarterback because you just don't value them. Yep. But, yeah, yeah, Griff, it might be time for you to to look at, you know, capitalizing on, on a couple of those running backs to get some receivers. And, heck, maybe you could still compete this year. you got – Pollard on your bench, yeah, who could, I don't, who's flex-worthy most weeks. Yeah, I mean, Pollard has been great, despite how great Zeke was last week. Like, Pollard still had a good week scoring, what was it? I mean, seven points. Yes, that's not, like, great overall. But the week prior, had 24 points. Like, Pollard has not been terrible. He is a risky flex. Like, and you paid for him. Like, you gave up CMC to get Gibson and Pollard and a couple rookie picks. Um, and I, I do think like <clears throat> for Griff especially, those are like those four running backs are not players where you're going to get trash. Like yes, he can trade for all future picks, but he doesn't have to. He can actually trade for a startable wide receiver one this year. Mm-hmm. Like you find the right team that needs a running back, which they should because you have four of them. Um, that that doesn't take you out of the running. Yeah. It, might actually help you in the long haul. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good take. I love that. Like, it it could actually help him more to make a move like that. Yeah. All right, let's jump in and do some thriving. So, Corey wanted to rebuild, and it ain't working. Just no matter what you try to do, you're going to keep winning. You're about to go 4-0. and We just talked about it. I love it. Here's where it's kind of interesting, though. Uh, so Corey's team—it's so hard because he's three and zero right now. So you can't say that his team's bad. Like he—he's had some favorable matchups, but it's not like he's had completely trash matchups every week. Like, uh, let's see, week one, he went up against you, Britt. Yep. Um, one by twelve points. Week two, faced off against Griff. Had a low-scoring week that week, but both of them did. Um, so kind of got lucky there. And then week three, I think this is totally going to end up being in favor of Corey not actually having a good team. No, week three, he faced off against Tynan, right. who did have a low-scoring week that week, but Corey didn't have a bad week uh, at 126. Like, he was in the top three, four scoring teams. Um, so I think Corey's team is one of those where... I know we said this last week. I think it could be time to pivot 
and go for it. Like he's got no. rookie picks that he can give up. He's got two. He's got three first next year. Right. If he trades one or two of those for a RB one, all of a sudden Edmonds and Hines are a two and a flex. He's got Ridley. He's got Cooks. Like, and OBJ. All of a sudden, Corey's team goes from this, how is this working, to, whoa, he's got amazing flex potential with his players. He can't trade players. He has to trade rookie picks. He can't give up players because his players right now, like, if Waddle continues to be good, if Beckham is, in fact, back and continues to kind of grow a little bit, like 11 points last week, first week back, that's not great. But, I mean, 11 points on 64% of snaps. Yep. That's not bad. I'm okay with that. Coming off a freaking ACL tear, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, I think Corey's in a position where he could really compete if he were, but he has to get an RB one and he has to give up rookie picks. It's tough, and I and I, I would still disagree. I, now, if he if he wins this week, like I, at least I know I I projected. Like I think mm. most of us did. Yeah, but he just has players. You know, looking at their historical background or track record, are playing over their heads. All you know, cousins. Yeah. All these you know, Cooks, Renfro. I mean, maybe, maybe they keep that up. And if yep. they do, I think you just you need more. That you can't say three weeks em- is tough. You yeah. can't say embrace the pivot and and go for it. I think you got to be halfway through the season before you can before you can make that. So I think mm-hmm. you just keep rolling out your best lineup for Corey, yep, and then see what happens. If, if Cooks is going to continue to be a wide receiver one, then sure that's helpful. If yeah. Renfro strays, stays a top thirty, remains a top thirty. If Beckham comes, like it, he's clearly built for the future. So that's why yeah. I don't know that I'd give up on that. You know, looking at. You know, he's riding Cousins right now, but Mac Jones and Justin Fields for the future. Gainwell for the future. Yeah. You know, Terrace Marshall, you know, who, who's who's shown something already a little bit. It's, he yeah, he really is not set up to win now. So, if, if I'm Corey, I mean, I see where it goes, but I look to, to capitalize on those guys playing, you know, there's no value in Cousins. No one's going to trade for him, mm. especially not Griffin. Definitely not Griffin. But, but you know, somebody like Cooks could be valued to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, I'm the opposite. I, I think we're gonna we're gonna see that level out, and those players, you know, regress more to the mean, and and they turn into more assets for him. Mm. But yeah, and I, Corey, I think I think that's what you want to hear because you know you're. I, you, you want what, to read What I see about your team reminds me of what I went through last year. Mm. And, you know, continue looking at the data. Be very objective. And yeah. don't don't be fooled into to some move that still doesn't give you a chance. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's my hope is that, that that happens for you. Because, yeah, it's great that you're 3-0, but... Don't don't go all in. All right, so I know we're running we're running long right now, guys. So hang on with me for just one more minute. So on that subject, so Corey does have the grace of like he's three and zero, so he can afford a couple losses, 
and to find out information. He sure. doesn't. He doesn't need to make a move right now, and I would agree with that. When does he? Like, if, if, say, say for example, like you and I both picked Corey this week. If Corey's four and zero next week. You sure? Six. Like, what if Corey gets to the point that he's six and zero? Like, I mean, I, I'm gonna jump ahead and look at his he's upcoming JG schedule. Next. Yeah, like he gets that's, JG that's five and zero next week. Uh, after that, he's looking at. Let's see here. Oh, he's got me. Okay. So that'll be a loss. Uh, but I mean, yeah, he's got me actually. I think he's got some players on bye too. So that's kind of brutal. But like overall, I mean, if he gets to six, five and one even, or six and one, like following me, he's got Jason who I believe has a couple bye weeks in week seven. So he has a really good chance of going six and one. Sure. At worst, um, that to me is like we're almost halfway through the season and puts him there like I, I would say that's like week seven is the end all like by week seven i'm either making a move or i'm selling it all for him that'd be my advice but i don't know we'll see what you do and and i think you know tread, trade deadline that's mm-hmm. i mean that, that's you, you'll have to figure it out by then for sure oh yeah but just keep looking at that chart yeah. That that Tynan's putting out because yeah, reg- I love that 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 chart is record agnostic, right? Mm. It didn't care what your record is. Yep. What what are you actually scoring? Yep. Because you're right. Corey played me and Griffin back to back. Yep. Jason would have loved that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's Jason's at a rough start. So it's it's all about it's you <clears> know <throat> you just got to look at what you're scoring and that that is a better indicator of your your chance to win a championship. Mm. And if you can't win a championship, do not sell. And I learned that the hard way, and I'm gonna get mocked for a long time because of it. So you never know, though. You never know. I didn't think I could win last year. But your team was crazy. Like, time or we Corey's thought Tynan would win for but sure. Corey's, Corey's team, team yeah. Corey's team is like in the same spot. That, I, I would agree. I would agree. And so, yeah. When is that? What is that? Like, to me, it's again. It, it doesn't matter what the record is. Yep. Look at what your team is, your scoring output. Look at the consistency and see, can I hang with whoever the X, big dogs happen to X, be? Yep. Um, because you got to beat at least two of them to win a title, right? Yep. Or I guess only two of them. Do we keep well, well, three. Yeah, if you don't have a buy. Yeah, if you don't get yeah. a buy. So yeah, can can I beat? Can I beat those guys? And if you can't, it's not worth it. Yeah. So if you can't actually contend. I like it. So like it. I'm excited to see how Corey's team pans out with with that. Like looking ahead at his schedule, I'm excited to see that because I think that is really interesting. Be right. He really could be legit. Be fairly easily be <clears throat> six and one mm-hmm. at the. You know, it's, I guess that's not quite the halfway point, and now in the 17 week season. Yeah, it's but not, it's not quite. But I guess there, but the playoffs are going to start week 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So that is that's over halfway. Yep. Or no, 15. Sorry, week 15. Okay, week so it's about half. Yeah, it's about yep. half. With an odd number, but no, I mean, I, I can't imagine thinking about selling. Yeah, when you're six and one, it would but, be, it would be that would be the boldest play if you were six and one. Because I mean, for me, I know like my next couple weeks matchups are not great, um, so it would be so bold for Corey to sell if you were six and but one. But he'd be six and he, one he'd be potentially because, top of the league. Cooks is still a wide receiver one. Yeah, sell that. You know, yeah. and because Hines and and Edmonds, like I, I don't know, I, 
It's easy to say not being in that situation. It is definitely. It's easier to be on the outside than on the inside. Yeah. All right. Well, we are running really long. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks, guys. If you're still listening to this point, go ahead and follow follow us on Twitter. I'm just kidding. We don't have any <laughs> social handles. Why are you still listening? Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. See you. See you.